Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. So you've got to set yourself up in a way that it is meaningful when you do win, but if you lose, it's okay. It's just a paper cut. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Hey, Money Talkers, so great to have you back for this fun and super informative episode. Now, you told me that you wanted as many investing episodes as you could get your hands on, or I guess I should say ears on. 
So I'm bringing you a great one with Christopher Yule. Christopher has been recognized as a two-time top 100 person in finance, nominated for top 100 global leaders in finance, and his company 10MinuteStockTrader.com has been nominated as one of the top 20 most innovative companies of the year for 2020. That's a lot of kudos, and it is very, very well earned. Christopher aims to share trading wisdom that helps you trade faster and smarter. I really like those two things. And in this episode, he teaches you his story and tips to learn how to trade in 10 minutes a day so you can just stress less and have more freedom in your trading strategy. He's detailed it all in his new book, The Secret Investing Book. His goal is helping average investors like you and me change our financial futures. That is definitely a message I can get behind. Let's get talking. Well, Christopher, I am so thrilled to have you on the show. You reached out to me and I have just gobbled up your information ever since. So thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to, to come on and you know share, share my passion with your audience. I'm always a big fan of telling stories behind our success and even I think failures because we don't we don't talk about the things that we didn't do right often enough. And you shared with me that you blew up your your investing account twice before you decided, am I really going to be a successful trader? Like how am I going to play this thing? So I would love for you to just share, you know, what are some of those aha moments that really changed everything for you? Yeah, I'd love to. So um yeah, you're right. I, I blew up my account twice and you know it it didn't uh when people talk about people in my world, right, in the investing and trading space, they never hear the backstory. They never hear the failures. You know, if you go on Twitter, right. everyone's always talking about, you know, all the the trades that that uh you know the big wins that they have, but they never talk about the losses. And that's kind of where where I feel like I've carved out a pretty good niche because I'm I'm as open and transparent as it comes. I would much rather tell you about the time where I uh, I lost money than the time I made money because more than likely you've either had that mistake or your audience has, or that's a mistake you might make in the future and you could learn from, right? Rather than yeah. me trying to just espouse how great I am, let's have a learning moment. That's how I feel about things. But Perfect. for me, yeah, uh, well, I started um, I started trading back in 2008, 2009, that time frame. Uh, and growing up, actually, like I, uh, I grew up in rural Texas. I grew up in a double wide mobile home and I went to a small high school. I had a hundred people in my graduating class. But one of the things that my dad did as a, as a child and still does is he would buy single shares of stock paper certificates and give those as gifts. Wow. And, um, he, he even gave me one when I graduated college. I have it up on my wall right now. I'll never sell it. Of course it's sentimental. Um, but you know, that, that kind of lit the fire to me. I, you know, it wasn't that it was huge amounts of money. It was that the fact that he, he liked Microsoft products. So he bought a single share of Microsoft stock. He liked Harley Davidson. So he bought a, a, a single share of Harley Davidson and that, that kind of stuck with me. And then, um, leaving school, I went to a, a small college in Arkansas. I, I went to, uh, get a business degree and then an MBA and that's when I discovered my love of trading and finance. And it really was all during that time in college where I kind of clicked it all together. And I, I was part of the, uh, the student managed, um, portfolio during my MBA and I really got into it. I really was enjoying it. And then 
you know, as things go, you graduate college during 2008, which is like the worst time ever to graduate. Yes. And um, you go into the workforce and you're like, you got to get serious, Chris. This this trading idea is great, but right now you need cash flow. So right. We need we need a paycheck here. Yeah. Yeah. Get a job right now. And um, so I did that. I went in the world of corporate finance and uh, I, I, I never really looked back after that point. But there was there was a day where, you know, I... I was dabbling in trading. I wasn't ever really being serious. And I heard somebody say, uh, hey, if you feel so strongly that Deutsche Bank is going to go down, why don't you go buy puts on it? Now, of course, this is like this gets into the deep language of, of my world. And your audience may not understand that. But a put is a financial contract that increases in value as the price of the stock goes down. So and a lot actually, of people didn't even you know. You want that stock to go down, right? When you buy a put. Yes, exactly. Most people don't even know you can profit when a stock goes down. Let alone like profit, you know, on a, a, a put contract which controls a hundred shares. So that was that was the light bulb moment for me, and I, I'll never forget that day because I, I was sitting, you know, in the cube farm as it goes, and uh, I was one of those nerds from college who kept all my textbooks, and so I reached over and I pulled out my my finance for manager's textbook or whatever it was. And it was one of those textbooks where, you know, it's, uh, it's wider than it is tall. Right. <laughs> and so I put it on the table, the table shakes just a little bit cause it's so heavy. And I look at the side of the book and there are two tabs in this 900 page book. And one of the tabs was for bonds, which they're weird in their own way because the price of the bond goes up when yields go down beyond the scope of this conversation. But the other tab in this book, this 900 page book had two tabs. The other tab was on options. And I was like, Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and so I flip to that page and I see the textbook definition of a put, which, like I said, is, you know, it goes up in price as the stock goes down. And like any good millennial does, I started Googling it. Right. What is a put? How to trade options and all this stuff. And I was like, OK, I'm on to something here. This this it renewed my passion. Right. It, there was that fire that got lit in college. It got extinguished when I went into the corporate world. But then that day, it, you know, the fire came back to life. And so I studied, I took courses, I learned, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. So at this point, I'd had a few different jobs. And one of the jobs I had, um, there was a, a, a 401k that I never contributed to. And I didn't put a single penny in there. It was just always the uh, the company yes. put it in there. And so when I wanted to start trading, I needed $5,000 to open an account. So I'm looking around, like, where can I find the money, right? It's, it's <laughs> that old adage. The couch, it's, the couch yeah, cushions and all yeah, that good stuff. Where it's like, if you need to do something, you're going to find a way, right? And then I'm like, well, I think I had a 401k. I wonder if there's any money in there. So I open it up and I'm like, oh, okay, I got I, I got a little bit of money in here. So I, I withdraw it. There's the taxes. There's the penalties. Everything that goes along with getting real money that the government gets all of their cuts out of before you actually get your money in the mail. So I got my check and I'll never forget standing at my kitchen, holding the check, like, Oh, this is going to change everything. And I need $5,000. I have no idea how much this is actually going to be after all these cuts are taken out. I, 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 you know, I rip it open. I look at the check and I kid you not, the check was exactly $5,000 and 15 cents. <laughs> and the 15 cents is just, yeah, you can go have fun with it, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I still get goosebumps to this day thinking about how crazy it was exactly like I was on purpose following the plan that I needed to follow. And so the funny part is in the next 60 days, I ended up blowing up that account, right? Two thirds of that account was gone in 60 days. And um, I was 
convinced at the time I knew what I was doing, but clearly I had no idea what I was doing. And that that's even a, a chapter in my book is, you know, what's one of the fastest ways to blow up your account is trading options when you don't know what you're doing. And, um, yeah, that, that really hurt because I was like, I thought I knew what I was doing. You know, it, it's that, right. that ego trip where it's like, yes. you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Like you did something wrong here. I recently saw somebody on the internet post that, um, wall street bets, that whole oh, ecosystem yes. over yep, there. Yep. That's, uh, basically speed running bankruptcy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tricky beast, isn't it? You know, in, investing. But what I what I like about your story is the transparency of I I felt this passion to do this thing. I went out, made it happen, and then I lost money and realized, oh, maybe I don't exactly know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so smart too, Shannon, because when when this happened, it was around the time of the election um, with Trump and Hillary. And I, I was, I thought it was so brilliant because this strategy that I put on, it makes a lot of money. If the market goes up, it makes a little bit of money if the market goes down, but it loses everything if the market stands still. <laughs> and with option contracts, they, they have a defined endpoint. And if you remember the, the night of the election, the markets were limit down. So I was like, cool, I'm going to make some money, whatever. The next day, it opened up and basically went up for the next four years. And uh, my option contract expired the Friday after the election on Tuesday. And it had not moved enough to where that was profitable. It was basically, I put on this trade. It was a good idea in concept, but it was a terrible execution. And so, like, all my money just evaporated. Just evaporated, right? It's not like buying a stock where you can just hold it you know, as long as you want to, basically, it was, you have until Friday to make this work. If it doesn't work before Friday, your money's gone. And yeah, that was, that, that was a huge eye opener for me. So I spent the next, you know, several months saving and learning again, uh, dreaming, literally dreaming about, um, iron condors, which is a, uh, an option strategy. I'll, I'll never forget that. But, you know, I, I, I spent thousands and thousands of hours and thousands of dollars trying to learn how to trade again, right? But at the same time, like I was still in essence following a similar strategy. And the next time I blew up my account, right? Here's number two, right? First time I didn't control my risk. I put everything into one thing, kind of like the YOLO bets on Wall Street and, or Wall Street bets. And uh, when I was wrong, it was gone. Now, the second time I blew up my account was trading against the trend, Uh, At the time, I had found uh, a a Twitter person that I was following, and this person was like, right now is a generational opportunity to buy gold. So I bought everything gold you could. I bought gold miners, junior gold miners, gold, (laughs) silver, anything there was to get, I got. And gold was in a clear downtrend. And every day, it got worse. And every day, it got worse. And every day, it got worse. And around this time, we went to Disney World with my family. And I remember standing in the hotel uh, at Disney World, looking out the window and seeing, you know, the amusement park rides and such like that. And just being like, just depressed. Because I was like, I'm such a failure. I've done this again. I can't tell my wife. I can't tell my family that, like, every time I open my phone, I just have that sinking feeling of, you blew it, Chris. You blew it again. And you're at the happiest place on earth. And you are anything but happy (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, it was so 
humbling and debilitating. Mm-hmm. And really, I I had to really evaluate what I was going to do with, with this, right? I knew that I wanted to do this. I had all the signs that I was on the right path. But at the same time, like, I kept failing, and so I, 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 I started reaching out to find other people who I knew were successful, like different authors, hedge fund managers, market wizards. And I, I cannot express how grateful I am to find people who were actually making money in real life and not just the theory of how you should make money. So thinking and, about, sorry, thinking, thinking about those, um, those, two times where your account blew up and, and, you know, the 2008, 2009 market crash when kind of everything, you know, went crazy. Did that make you think twice about investing or were you able to cultivate like a mindset where you could weather these ups and downs? I just had this feeling like this was the, the track that I needed to be on, but clearly I was executing it incorrectly. Like yeah, I mean, think of it this way, right? I was learning to ride a bike, but rather than putting on training wheels, I was just like jumping on and going for it, right? right? I didn't actually learn from people who had ridden a bike before. I was learning from people who were teaching a theory, and that theory in reality didn't work. Mm. So well, tell, tell uh, me a little bit more about that, like the the theory, because I'm, I'm imagining absolutely. that most of us probably have that perception. So there's a trading strategy, a trading style where, and this is really deep, so I apologize to the listeners out there if I lose you here, where you're selling options out of the money. And the theory behind this is that um, these will have a high probability of profit, a high degree of winning, a high win rate. So let's say you risk $400 to make $100, okay? So the risk return is not skewed in your favor to start with, but you could expect to win 70, 80, 85% of the time. But when you're wrong, Shanna, and you lose the $400, you now need to get four perfect in a row just to break even. Mm, Okay. And so that was what happened to me over and over and over. I would have high win rates. Like there was, there was one year where I I looked at, cause I'm a, I'm a data guy. I'm a math guy. I went through my portfolio at the end of the year and I was like, okay, clearly I'm down, but what happened? And there was a strategy called iron condors. And with an iron condor, uh, the stock can move up, the stock can move down, or it can go sideways. But as long as it doesn't do anything too much, right? If it doesn't go up too much, or if it doesn't go down too much, you're going to profit. Clearly, I was the one person in the world that could not execute the strategy profitably because everything I did following this, quote, high win rate strategy seemed to be just setting money on fire. (laughs) And like my my win rate, I kid you not, my win rate was over 85%. But 90% of all the dollars I lost that year came from that strategy. Mm. And it was because... It was the small wins, right? Risking one or making one for every four, uh, $4 that you lose, making $1 for every $4 you lose. And it just didn't work out. The math just, the math was sending me into bankruptcy. If you want to think of it that way. Now, granted, I was never trading like a gambler, right? I was never trading with money that, um, my family needed to eat on. I was never trading with, uh, my mortgage or anything like that. I was trading with money that was uh, 
money I could afford to lose. Right. Okay. And there was one day, uh, you know, I was explaining to my wife how I blew up the accounts. And um, I'll never forget this. She looked at me just square in the eyes and she said, can't you learn to trade with fake money? <laughs> and I was like, whoa, yeah, that's pretty brilliant. Actually, I can. I don't know why I didn't do that. Because there, there's this <laughs> thing called paper trading. Yes. And it's, it's basically just, you know, a video game for the stock market. And you get to follow along, act as if you're participating, but there's no actual risk on the line. And so I did that for a while after the second time and kind of figured things out, figured out the mechanics. But what really helped me the most was I I started my podcast and uh, during that time, and it's great because uh, people can go back to the archive and listen up to now and see just how much I personally have changed and my trading style has changed. Because when I, when I started, I was, I was still following this strategy of selling options. And there was one day I was talking to Steve Burns, who uh, became a, a dear friend of mine. He's written 30-something trading books at this point. And he, what he said to me one day really just hit me in the throat. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. He said, I used to trade that way too until I realized I wanted to make money. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. That one phrase just tipped me over. And I'm like, okay, Chris, you got to shut up. You got to stop learning the theory and you need to start learning from the people who are actually making money. And so um, like the podcast has been a, a huge godsend for me because I can now say, Hey, can I interview on my podcast? And I'm literally so blessed because I I've been able to learn directly from billionaire hedge fund managers. I've been able to learn directly from multiple multiple time winner uh US investing champions. I've been able to learn from uh market wizards and if anyone knows the stock market uh at all that the market wizards are like the cream of of the crop of market uh of of traders. And like I I basically was like doing one-on-one -on -one training sessions with them, you know, asking them everything I needed to know. And the biggest takeaway I got from them was number 1, I need to control my risk. That's why people blow up their account. That's why I blew up my account was I didn't have my risk in check. So how, how how do you like how do you figure out that risk portion? So it, it's math based, right? And, and the way that that you set it up is if if you're wrong, you're only going to lose one to two percent of your account. If you're right, you might win two, three, four, five percent of your account. And so okay. that's where it's stacking the odds in your favor because mathematically if you do 50 50 and uh you win 50 percent of the time you lose 50 percent of the time but you lose two and you win two and a half or you win three mathematically you're guaranteed to be profitable i mean Got that it. it's it's okay. like flipping a quarter right every time it lands on heads you win five you win two and a half you win three every time it lands on tails you lose two and that was a huge eye-opener for me, right? Because that was kind of the opposite of how I was trading before, risking four to make one. Now it's risking uh, risking two to make two and a half, risking two to make three. So is that how a lot of people get investing? I don't know if I want to use the word wrong, but where they do lose a lot of money is that maybe they just throw everything at a particular stock or whatever that might be, whether it's a meme stock or something that sounds, you know, trendy at the moment. And then 
you only got one shot is either going to go up or going to go down and whatever happens that's going to kind of determine your your the, uh, what, what whether you, you just win described with the yeah what you just described is how people think i only got this one shot right. i only got this one shot to make my life different mm-hmm. whereas investing and being successful as an investor is not one trade i put on 250 trades last year if i put any one of those with all of my account that could have been the one that blew me out so you've got to set yourself up in a way that it is meaningful when you do win, but if you lose, it's okay. Mm. It's just a paper cut. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. 
And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. I like that. So how does the average person out there that's listening right now that whether they're investing or maybe they've only invested in their 401k or their IRA or whatever it might be, How do they sort of find their way through all the noise? So you were lucky enough to be able to learn from all of these experts. How does the average person figure out all of this? Like what the heck to do? One of the best things that we have in this world, Shana, is the fact that we live in in these times, right? So people can listen to a podcast. It would be essentially as if you wanted to start a car company and you could listen to Henry Ford tell you exactly how he built cars, right? Right. That's such a blessing that we have. And then there's a wealth of knowledge in books. I'm a huge reader. One of my goals for 2021 was to read a hundred books over the course of a year. And I told that to a podcast guest one day and he's like, what are you reading? Children's books? No, what's wrong with you? But did 2021 you make it? Was, did you make it? I did. I did 110. Right. Yeah. Wow. Some were audiobooks, some were fiction, some were nonfiction, right? But it was the fact that it was it was a goal, and I kept track of that goal with the spreadsheet because I'm a nerd. And I was always going to make sure that that happened. And um I got the best year of my life. And so now that's now an annual thing for me. It's I'm going to read a hundred books this year. Whatever the case is, wh- whatever books they are. I know that my life is going to be better for doing it. And I'm setting a great example for my children because they're doing the same thing now. They're watching dad read and they're like, oh, I should read too. Do you have any like must reads that that stood out from last year? The four hour work week. Okay. By Tim Ferriss is outstanding. I mean, it's probably it's over a decade old now and I've read it six or eight times. But every time I read it, I get more ideas about how I can have a better lifestyle design. Uh, have you read this book? Do you know if this book? I have. Yes. Yeah. I've read it several times. And I mean, I, I love the concept behind it. Um, I, I'm a big fan that, that we spend too much effort on, you know, we need to sit in front of a computer and like slave for eight to 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then we end up like looking back on our life thinking, did I accomplish anything? Am I happy? Am I, what am I doing? So I think it's a, it's an amazing concept. Yeah. I love that one. Now, of course I, I'm, I'm pretty biased as far as like trading books go. Um, but if somebody wanted to read a book that, that probably would change their life as far as trading goes, um, Steve Burns, who I mentioned earlier, 
he wrote an incredible book called New Trader, Rich Trader. And uh, Steve's, like I say, Steve's a dear friend of mine. And I interviewed him on this book and it's it's written like a novel. But he has such timeless principles that he puts into it about how you've got to manage risk, how to find trades, how to take profits, you know, all the things that people struggle with whenever they are getting into the investing world. He kind of just writes it out as if he's, um, you know, a grandfather just telling his grandson, hey, you know, do this, do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, It's very much based on the whole um, rich dad, poor dad idea. Okay. But it, it's it's incredible. Such a fantastic book that really anybody of any skill set can read. Uh, I think I've read that one six or eight times. I love that one. Well, you've also written your own book, uh, The Secret Investing Book. And um, I sat down over the weekend, went through kind of the whole book, and there's there's so much information in there. Like you're really going into a lot of these topics that we're talking about today. And you have this system of learning to or trading stocks and not even learning necessarily how to trade stock in, in, in 10 minutes a day. Tell me a little bit about like the, the rationale of, of why you decided to write this book and like, what can listeners come out from with this book? Well, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the idea of 10 minutes a day came from when I was in the corporate world. Uh, I had to learn how to trade without being able to use a computer. So, Ooh. you know, I'm I'm not one of those traders that has 64 monitors across my, my desk here, right? <laughs> not at all. I can do everything from one screen and so can anyone else. And I actually learned using an iPad and I only had about 10 minutes a day. So I got a data plan. So I, I would come to work with my backpack and I keep my iPad in there and I'd, I'd have 10 minutes a day to figure out what I was going to do, put on the trades, and then I'd have to go back to work. And so the way that I trade is, is low stress, right? It's not day trading whatsoever, right? When, when people hear 10 minutes, uh, you know, 10 minutes a day, they think, oh, I'm going to get in 10 minutes later, I'm going to get out and it's going to be amazing. No, it's, it's kind of the opposite. It's look for trends. If the trend is up, just ride the trend as long as it goes. And we don't know where it's going to stop. And, and I, I love using this example, right? Let's say you see a stock it's trending up. It's gone from $5 to $20. And and maybe it could go from $20 to $100. We have no idea. But you see that it is trending upward. You can get in that stock at any time. You can get in at 27. You can get in at 43. You can get in at 99 and three quarters. What you've got to know, and this is where most people struggle, is where to get out. Yes. So where how do you get know out? that? Well, you just set your risk parameters ahead of time. Right. Mm. So if you say, I'm going to get in this trade, I'm only going to risk a dollar per share. Right. So if it's at 27, if it goes to 26, I'm out. But if it never goes to 26, you can keep holding it. And then when it goes to 35, you still have that dollar of risk. And you say, okay, if it goes to 34, then I'm out. And so Mm. it's, it's called a trailing stop, a trailing exit point. And that's why, that's how people can have you know, huge winners is because they let the trend run as far as they can. But when it reaches a termination point and starts to turn around, you can actually see the data that says, Hey, it's time to get out. Okay. So YouTubers recommended me these videos where it was, uh, you know, the awful, just terrible, awful, uh, losses. And, and these people were recording themselves, which I mean, I went through my own losses, but I never recorded myself doing it. I guess that's the difference in, in, uh, and generations there, but <laughs> you know, these people who have no idea what they're doing, they're putting all of their money into one trade 
And I remember specifically this guy, he's like, oh, I read all these reports. Oh, the stock has to go up. So I'm putting everything into it. And, and you know, within 30 minutes or whatever, the stock's down 30%. And he's, he's like crying because he's like, how did I let this happen? How, it should have done the other, other way. But even if he had bought it and just said, oh, if it goes down a dollar, if it goes down whatever, I'm out. But people can't do that. People don't want to admit that they're wrong. People don't want to take the loss and just move on. It's a really hard psychology thing to overcome as far as just accepting the fact that you're you're going to be wrong. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, probably a, a fair amount of the time, right? Yeah. There's there's this great saying in the, the trading community, um, and you've really got to embrace it. It's strong opinions loosely held. I have an opinion <laughs> like that, that the stock is going up. But if I'm wrong, I'm out. I don't care. And, and you know, you, you, you hear about the, the diamond hands and, and all this stuff, right? I, I'm telling you right now, the, the richest people in the world that I've learned to trade from call those people just absolute fools. They have the paperest hands as it comes because the only way to make money is if the stock is working for you. The only way to lose money is when the stock doesn't work for you. So if the stock's not working for you, there's no reason to hold it. You can get out. And then if it turns around, you can get back in. It's okay. But you've just has to have this mentality of strong opinions, loosely held. Once it turns around, I don't have to be here anymore. I can find a better opportunity. So we got to, we got to remove any ego, but then also the counter, what you're saying, right? The counter to ego is that maybe shame, guilt feeling mm -hmm. that we might feel if the stock went down. So we, we actually have to like take the emotion piece out of it in order to be successful. And that's the hardest part. That is the hardest part in trading and investing is just being able to admit when you're wrong. Now, when I trade, I, I, uh, I draw on a chart, right? Cause that that's, that's the typical way that people think about things. You know, let's say if the stock's at a hundred, um, I'll draw on a chart and I'll say, you know what, if it gets to 98, whatever the case is, based on my own risk parameters, I'll get out. But as long as it continues up, maybe it goes to 105 and 110, I'll just keep moving that trailing stop behind it as long as it takes. And I, I'm no genius in doing this. I didn't invent this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just took what actually was working by incredibly wealthy people and applied the same thing to my account. And... Then I just, you know, share that with, uh, with the podcast that I have. And it's like, it can actually be somewhat simple to trade. Just let it go as long as I can. Don't try and tell it when to stop. It'll tell you when it's time to stop. And then when it does, you just get out. Yeah. What I love about your podcast, um, and everything on YouTube is that to me, it feels like I have a friend there that is walking through investing with me you're being very transparent you're you're sharing your trades and all, you know all the activity that's going on because i know it can feel very lonely if you're trying to figure out what stocks to invest like you're trying to figure out all of this on your own it can just feel very isolating so i i'm wondering because you you do provide all of this amazing information to people you know, if somebody wants to start investing, like what would you tell them are some of the first steps to, to get going? I'm going to be real with you. 
Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential, Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe.
The hardest part about investing is the game between your ears, without a doubt. And if someone was to start investing, start trading, they really need to first set realistic standards, realistic standards. Let me use an example. So my friend last year, Mark Minervini, um, dear friend of mine, he's been on the podcast several times. Um, he was the U.S. investing champion in 1997 and again in 2021. Uh, he, he trades a nine-figure account. Super, super nice guy. But his return last year, his verified return was 334%. <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. But but hear me out, Shanna. When I, when I tell people 334%, that's their exact mentality, right? Wow, nice, 334%. But think of it this way. Let's say you had a $1,000 account. And you had a 334% gain. Your end of year balance would be $4,334. So it'd be $334 plus the original that you started with. So $4,334. I actually had somebody tell me one day, hey, I'm trading with a $1,000 account. And, you know, if the end of the year it were $100,000, maybe $200,000, that would be cool. But I would, I would be okay with $15,000. And I was like, let's back the truck up here real quick, Okay. My friend just got 334%. He is the best trader in the world. Right. And you're thinking you could get 50 times the same <laughs> returns that he does? Let's just have some realistic standards here. If you were able to not lose your entire account in the first year of trading, you have beaten 90% of traders. Because the statistics are 90% of people lose 90% of their account in the first 90 days of trading. So if you can last longer than 90 days without blowing your account, you're in the top 10% of all traders ever. And people don't get it. People don't get it, right? They think I need to take my my $1,000, my $10,000, whatever it is, and I need to be able to retire on it by the end of this year. It's not going to happen. And that mentality right there will cause you to take excess risk. It'll cause you to put everything into a trade. And when it doesn't work out, you get scared because you don't want to admit you were wrong. Like I've gone through, as we talked about earlier, and you're holding that trade day after day, going to Disneyland thinking, oh, I've just blown everything. Right. It's over. I should just pack it in, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's that's where I would start is start by setting realistic expectations and really. And I know it's it's hard to hear, but if this is your first year of trading, just try to break even. <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge win in your first year of trading. Just break even. I think that gives, though, a, I mean, that gives a realistic expectation. And like you said, I mean, I think that there is there is a row of having all of this information available to us. But the con side of it is that we think we all are just going to trade one stock and suddenly be multimillionaires and be able to retire and, you know, go live in Tahiti. Um, and that's not the reality for most people. It is this kind of slow and steady climb where yes. there are some times where things fall apart, like you said. But I love that you talk about it's really about what's in between the ears. And if we can work on that piece, then we can we can actually have some success. Absolutely. And like for me last year, last year was the first full entire year of utilizing this strategy that I worked with the market wizards to create. 
And um, I put on, it was around 250 trades and my return was 172%, which is outstanding. And I know that, but I also know there were times where I messed up and I also didn't trade for like six months out of the year, which wow. really blows people's mind too, where you don't have to do anything. My, my profit loss chart is like a huge spike in the first quarter. And then the rest of the year, just, you know, basically paper cuts the rest of the year um, on the way down. And it's because, you know, I was taking those small losses, dipping my toe in, but when it wasn't working, I would just not trade. And there mm. are days, there are weeks that will go by when the only trade to make is cash. And you mm. just got to wait until I, I, there, one of the market wizards, uh, he describes it as you wait until you see everything set up perfectly. Like money is just laying in the corner and all you have to do is just walk over and grab it. That's the way that you have to approach trading. Do not ever force a trade. If it doesn't look right to you, if it does not set up exactly 100% the way that you, whatever your system is, whatever your strategy is, if it's not set up 100% that you can quantify an edge with math, don't take the trade. And I'm a huge believer in data and math, and I use backtesting every single day. And, you know, I, I never guess. I, I It's either, hey... This looks good. Everything's set up. And strong opinions loosely held. If I'm right, I'm going to let it go as far as it can. If I'm wrong, I'm going to get out fast. So thinking about you know, the rest of 2022, obviously we've already seen uh, some ups and downs in the market, mm -hmm. some things kind of happening. Is it more that if we if we have a strategy, if we have a system in place, we're not as thrown off by whatever the market happens to do. I mean, is, is that the way we should kind of think about it versus the, the media approach of, Oh, the stock market's up, the stock market's down. You know, we kind of feel like a yo-yo in that, in that case. That's a really good way to put it. Right. I, I don't look at any news. In fact, I try and block out news because news, news doesn't matter. Price is all that matters. And when the price is going up, when it's trending upward, you can get in, you can get in and it doesn't have to be complicated if the price is going up and it can be a meme stock. I know, right. I was trading AMC and GameStop like everybody else was last year, <laughs> but I also knew where to get out. Right. And that's a key point is that when it stops going up, you just say, okay, cool. The trend has ended. I'm going to go ahead and get out. But there's that fear. There's that fear of, oh, it's gone up $10. Um, if I get out now, it might go up 30, right? This may just be the start. And, and this is a, this is a normal pullback. You know, it, it may have gone up $10 and it's pulled back five. This is a normal pullback. Maybe I should just hold it longer. And then your $10 win is now all the way gone. And, and you're like, well, that's okay. I'll, uh, I'll just wait till it gets back to, to break even. And then you continue to lose more. And then you, you, you go through this depression cycle where you're like, I had a $10 win on every share and now it's gone. And now I'm looking at a $10 loss. And what do I do? And it's like, just plan your trade ahead of time. I call it the unbreakable trading plan. If you make this plan, if you spend hours figuring out a strategy, figuring out a method that works for you. And then you go in and you can't even follow your own plan that you made. You don't have the mental, mental capacity to be able to be successful in this game. 
Well, I feel super motivated. <laughs> um, I feel like it's I feel like it's possible. Um, I, and I, like I said, I love that there are people like yourself that have these amazing resources to help the rest of us that are kind of fumbling around uh, not feel so alone. So I'd love for you to tell everyone listening if if they're interested in your podcast, your YouTube, your book, where do they go to find out more information? Yeah, the best thing, the best way for someone to get started, honestly, would be to go grab a copy of my book. Um, it's free. It's called The Secret Investing Book. You can get a free copy of it at secretinvestingbook.com. Uh, just pay the shipping costs and I'll ship it out to you. Um, the reason that I wrote this book is it literally is a textbook. I use this in... Um, in my trading room every day, I'll say, you know, go to page 97. Let's talk about this. Let's go to page 69 and talk about this thing or whatever. It really is a textbook. And I, I tried to make it readable. Um, I try to make it almost conversational, but that's the best place to start secretinvestingbook.com. And, um, the reason that I'm making this for free is, and, and Shannon and I were talking about this ahead of time is because I fully believe in the wealth ripple effect, right? The stock market does not care what gender you are. The stock market does not care what color your skin is. Neither do I. All I want to do is give you the tools to set up yourself for success. And the wealth ripple effect that I'm talking about here is let's say, Shanna, that you pick up something in this book and it helps you be successful right? Maybe you learn a strategy, you employ it, use it for the next 15 years. And just in that alone is enough to help you afford to send your child to college. And your child goes to college, ends up going to medical school. And then one day I have a heart attack and I'm laying on the bed and Shannon's child comes over and operates on my heart. And that wealth ripple effect of me being able to help Shanna, to help send that child to school, to have that child come back and then help me that wealth ripple effect is real and I'm doing everything in my power to make that wealth ripple effect go out as far as it can. Well, thank you so much for Chris for coming on the show and sharing all of this amazing wisdom. Um, I encourage everyone listening to go grab a copy of the book. It's, I think it's a good, uh, good little investing Bible to, to have with you. And um, yeah, thanks so much for, for all your wisdom. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to come and, and share this. And, and this is my passion. You know, I, I I was telling you earlier before we started, I'm live on the internet somewhere every day. So like it, it never, I never run out of things to talk about when it comes to the stock market. And, you know, thank you for letting me come on and, and share that with you. Yeah, let's, uh, let's collectively send out some good ripples together. Absolutely. Wow, that was a doozy of an episode. What did you think? I really liked Christopher's advice that if this is your first year of trading, you're just trying to break even. I think it always feels like there is this pressure to make a ton of money when you're trying to figure out the whole trading thing. But it's, I think, a little bit of a relief to just try to break even, just try to get back to the same spot while you're trying to learn. I think the gold star goes out to you just for starting to invest and starting to figure it all out rather than just waiting on the sideline. I know I did that for so many years because that was comfortable and convenient, but that certainly wasn't helping money to grow. Money is all about this risk versus return paradigm. So as Christopher says, figure out your risk tolerance and then work from there. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I have two favors to ask. The first is to share it with friends and family members. The second is to go and leave an honest review of this episode and any podcast player you're listening to right now. I'll see you right back here in a few days to talk some more money.